we felt like everything was stacking up against us, both financial and team and client. There's just so much there. And it was so challenging. I didn't know what to like, I didn't know what to hand, how to handle it. Like it was just so much. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Tim and Jess. Today, we are diving into a conversation that is nothing new to us, and yet it's very needed in this season. And that is managing business owner anxiety. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been a conversation that we've had through many years, but here we are again. And because it doesn't, doesn't ever really go away, you have different seasons of it. So Anyway, that is our topic today. We are diving into managing business owner anxiety. And I do just want to say that this was planned. We had like months ago, probably, uh, we had said, hey, you know, like we should probably take, do a conversation about business owner anxiety. And we're like, yeah, at the time we probably weren't really in it. And um we have been in it and just like managing that anxiety and the stresses that come with business ownership. And so I had a different schedule for the podcast, but we decided to go ahead and do this one right now because why not tackle, like why not have this conversation rather than on the other side of it looking back? And that's, I'd say that's a huge piece of what we want our want the podcast to be conversations that are really relevant right now mm -hmm. while we're in it and just invite you guys into that conversation too there are many ways to manage anxiety and if you were to take time and look on google or look on google just google like strategies for managing anxiety you'd find all kinds of things and there are great tips out there and you know like sleep habits and boundaries and exercise to deal with the extra adrenaline and cortisol levels. But the thing that we come to over and over again is really needing an anchor, needing to have those anchors to weather the storm of anxiety in business. Yeah. I and mean, I think we like the approach that you're going to get from us is very different than what you'll see in the world. Like I follow yeah. and massively respect a lot of the successful entrepreneurs out there. And one of the problems that you'll find out is that they in the world will be shouting that you kind of like outwork your anxiety, which, which I actually think works and it's effective. Like you, you see the things that you might be stressed about or the things that you need to overcome those big problems and you just throw hours of work at the wall. But the problem is, is like, that's when you don't mind letting your family, your relationship, your kids the things that are like eternal that kind of matter like you won't be able to take your money with you when you die sorry it's a, some some news for some of you maybe i don't know <laughs> but like you're gonna die and then your money is just gonna like i don't know rot like <laughs> right um and so like the things that actually matter that are long lasting like the relationships you have um the investment you have you know with your kids like the legacy that you've left behind not not just finances because that can be a part of it but there are there are things that matter and the classic like just work harder and spend 14 or 16 hours a day working um 
And I'm just like picking numbers, right? Because everybody's different. Like, I don't want to. There have been times that he has worked a 16 hour day and in a healthy season, also in unhealthy seasons, he's worked that many days. But so he's just, you're just picking a number. But yeah. So, so it's not necessarily a number that's the number that's specific because everybody's different. Like, you know, we have kids, we have a family, and we, we, saying yes to God in lots of different areas and mm-hmm. with discipleship and mentorship and marriages, there's things that we're doing that we're spending our time on that we think is valuable. And um, it just doesn't work for me to say that I'm going to spend another five or six or seven hours trying to solve that problem. Like at some point, I just have to stop and say that I've done a good job for today. Like I've, I've worked hard, but now it's time to like move on to the other priorities that are important and valuable in life. And there's this like tension between what I imagine could be and where I am now and where I, I see the business going um, and then where, where we are today. And that tension, when you walk away from it, gets amplified mm-hmm. and can create some stress or anxiety yeah. because I can't just sit there at the table for another five hours and work because I'm, I'm going to go to my son's soccer game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to attend every one of your son's soccer games, but for me, that's one of the things that like, like I do want to go to those um, because it's important to me that I stay connected with my son in these early years when I spend the 95% of, of the time that we're going to have together is when he's in my household. Yeah. And that's when we get to develop that relationship and that connection. And when I get to have the most influence on the man that he's going to be, which is probably actually a bigger impact on the world than me spending more time to make some extra money and be more financially successful. So like the big caveat to all this is that if your goal is to follow God and then make the most amount of money that you can get and get rich and check off that box that like you were, you were Christian along the way, like, I don't know that that's not really, it's not really my thing. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to grow and build and be creative, but like, I just absolutely say that there are things that are more important to me than money and my relationship with my kids and Jessica is a part of that. So, okay, so that's like the whole perspective, right? Is like, we want to be able to build and grow. And um, I talk about it a little bit in my book, but there's this concept of like, like the, the Lord put us on earth and he says like, go and take dominion and go and conquer, right? Like go and, and build and grow and create. And like, he built me a certain way. And so I have this natural inclination. I wanna go be, and be creative in the business world. That's where I'm most alive. And, yeah, absolutely. And that's where actually a lot of my, my, I think ministry is, is like connections with other business leaders that ends up turning towards like God conversations. And then they decide to follow Jesus and like have this massive impact because they're leaders on all of these people and their employees. Like, I love that. But at the same time, it's like you're battling with mammon. Like that, the idea of like giving your heart to money versus giving your heart to God. Like you can't serve two gods. Could you explain mammon? I think maybe we've, we've talked about it on one before, oh, but I'll, I'll hit it again. People yeah. Don't know. So it's like, it's, it's like the idea of the a spirit of this world that is trying to capture people's hearts. And you could call it greed or, or the love of money really, but it's this idea that like we can serve one of two masters and there, there's a scripture, but we won't get into that one today because we have other ones, but our hearts, like we're, we're geared towards serving a master and like one has to have priority over the other. And you can go and serve mammon, which is just 
the love of money, trying to build and grow above all else, like even God, mm -hmm. right? Where money is like the top priority in your life. Or you can allow money just to be a tool that God uses too and that we can use and you give your heart fully to God, right? So like I'm, I'm in this one. And if, if we're gonna be in this camp where we're saying like our hearts are fully God's and that we're gonna serve him over the master of money or mammon, which is that the, the spiritual, uh, like it's almost like the, the, how do I say it? Help me out here. I don't know. It's called out in the verse. I don't know if I should have gone there without having that one more specifically. But um, it's the, the, the spiritual realms, um, almost like evil stronghold that's all about money that captures people's hearts. So that way people give their heart towards building and growing money um, instead of pursuing the Lord with their heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I limiting? Um, I, I think so. And, and kind of what you were saying at the beginning of saying like being all in with you know, building God's kingdom along mm -hmm. the way rather than just you've built this great business, whatever, and wealth and legacy here on earth, and you were a fan of Jesus along the way, or you were right. a, a, a Christian uh, along the way and check the boxes. Um, because there is just this, I mean, there are so many scriptures in the Bible about money and about the love of money, about it being harder to enter the kingdom for the rich man a rich man um yeah i think i think like there, there's just a lot of scriptures about that that speak to if you were to dive into all of those scriptures it speaks to that warring spirit of mammon that that wants your heart yeah it's like a spiritual it's battle a, it's like a it's a heart posture totally. thing it's a spiritual battle and it's like one or the other and i'm not and here. you could be building the same exact thing just in a totally different heart posture, right? Yeah. And I'm not here to like judge people or what they're choosing. Like it's like you do you, it's fine. Yeah. But like we are choosing to be building with God, like the kingdom of heaven over our own little kingdom here. And that's just w what we want to do. That's who we want to run with, right? So like, like I totally don't, again, I have massive respect for a lot of the successful entrepreneurs that entrepreneurs and what they're able to build and you get enjoy their products of, like, it's like really cool from them. yeah and there's lots of wisdom it's, that they have but like this but there's a disagree there's like a, a there's a difference in how you manage anxiety so bringing mm -hmm. it back to like what our topic is right now managing yeah. business owner anxiety there's just a difference in that one like one camp set or maybe i won't say one camp that sounds like versus each other but one way is to outwork your anxiety. Right, right. And um, that is just not, that's not what has held our family together. <laughs> well, and, then, and so I want to add in that too, because there's, there's arguments to like every side of this, but like in Proverbs, it talks about the ants like preparing and, and like working hard yeah. compared to like the lazy person. So I'm not saying be lazy. Like no. I work really hard and there's lots of people out there that are working really hard. But it's like, it's subtle. It's like, it's a heart posture, like you were saying. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, um, at some point you have to hang up the towel and go prioritize other things. And you have to... Because there's always more that you could be doing. There's always more that you, you can, can be You can be growing at all times. Especially in business where there's no like, there's no cap. There's no ceiling of like, okay, I've, I've achieved, I've reached the mm -hmm. top. When there's never a top, it's you could always be making more progress be mm -hmm. climbing more 
Which is probably one one of the things that makes it so fun. I know. Right? You can be creative. Strategy and and you can measure more growth and and so that that's one of the really cool and fun and incredible things that I'm super thankful for about living in America and be able to pursue growth and build something. Like it's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think like what it what it all boils down, like at the end of the day, one has to be a higher priority than the other. Like is money more important? Or is the Lord more important and everything that goes with that? And and I would say that that's challenging. Even so, even as a Christian business owner, where you know you could be saying, "Well, money's not more important," but it's a little twist. It's like sly. It's but my employees need a paycheck, totally. so there's responsibility that comes in totally. with that too. Um, but at the end of the day. And you will, like, especially startups and everything, like, you are going to encounter crisis and hangups and things taking longer and unexpected things. So then how do you deal with that anxiety? So part of our, like, like our mission, too, I think is really important is that, like, we're not we're not really here to help business people succeed more. Like, there's a lot of content out there and a lot of really great, yeah. great, wonderful content out there that people are able to help you succeed. Um, and I'm, I love it when people can succeed. It's great. But I think that, like, when I, when I look at, especially, like, the venture capital world and, and like, investors and startup, it's like, you know, the numbers tell us that not everyone's going to succeed, that, like, maybe 80% will fail or maybe 70% will fail Just and one of them will have a number. soft landing and... <laughs> Then 20% will succeed. And then out of that, there's like five or 2% that become unicorns or even less, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the the whole point though is that like I, I care about the 80%. Like, yeah, like you can outwork your anxiety <laughs> and push really hard. But like at the end of the day, like what about the other 80% that do fail? And did you lose your marriage along the way? And did you yeah. lose those precious, precious years of time with your kids along the way? And like, you're always going to live to fight another day. Like you can go, go start a business when you're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 and still have another 20 years to grow. But like these years for us, when we have our kids in our house, like they're so precious and valuable. Like we have a a 12 year old and that's like, how many more years do we have with him in our house? We're like entering the. So I'm like, yes, I want to go to that soccer game. Even if I'm dealing with a big business challenge. And I have to be stressed about it. I'm still going to go to the soccer game. And I would just add in with that when we're talking about time spent in uh, of outwork, this that all comes down to like your priorities mm-hmm. of I'm gonna tur- I'm gonna turn away from this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this can wait. And I it's like trusting the Lord with it and to walk away to do yeah. what you the other things that you value that you have priority yeah. for. But then I will say that then sometimes then you might find time at night that like, okay, our kids have gone to bed or they're like going to bed and doing homework. Mm-hmm. And then and then you find, okay, this is a little niche where instead of doing things that are for me, I can put my work right here. Yeah, or yeah. early, or early morning, morning for me, more likely, yeah. Um, but, that, but at the end of the day, when it's time for those priorities of like dinner with your family or... Going to our kids and they're different game. for everyone like right and so those are the those are. and everybody you know has different lives but knowing what knowing what your priorities are in that heart, heart posture so that in that moment you can turn away from it yeah and trust the lord with it yeah. trust god with it which probably brings to some of your scriptures of like how it's worked 
how God has worked this out in your heart over yeah. the last, I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. So um, I think the first verse that I want to start with um, is a massive perspective verse. Like this one, like I think really changed, like it like changed my life when God, like the Holy Spirit one day just led me to it. And um, it's really been impactful. And it's, it's this provides some perspective on like how we should even think about business compared to our lives today. It's in James. It's uh, James 4. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, but it's uh, James 4, 13. It says, listen, those of you who are boasting, today or tomorrow we will go to another city and spend some time and go into business and make heaps of profit. But you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring, for the fleeting life is but a warm breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanishes. Instead, you should say, our tomorrows are in the Lord's hands. Yeah. And if he is willing, we will live life to its fullest and do, do, do this or that. But here you are boasting in your ignorance for to be presumptuous about what you will do tomorrow is evil. That's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. <laughs> it's, it's so if you know of an opportunity to do the right thing today and yet you refrain from doing it, you're guilty of sin, which is kind of like massive. He's like, if you have an opportunity to do the right thing today, then you're guilty of sin. So like, what is the right thing today? That's yeah. the big question. And yeah. like general answer, the Holy Spirit will help you answer that. He'll convict. <laughs> yeah. <'cause... laughs> but for but for us. Relationship it's, it's... with God will tell you that way. Yeah, totally. So I'm like, okay, like I, there's there's permission in here to build and grow. Because it says that instead you should say our tomorrow is in the Lord's hands. And if he is willing, we will live life to the fullest and do this or that. So it's like, we're able to attempt to live life to the fullest. And right. there's lots of other areas, like I, from a theological perspective, I don't have to get into it, but I think that it's biblical and okay to grow and build and, and mm -hmm. even in business, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. obviously we all have permission to do that. This isn't like a theological like restriction. It's, it's more like freedom. But what this verse does is it says, you can, you can build and grow. And, and I think we can plan and walk in a direction. But it gives context and it says like, like your life is like this fleeting breath, like, which means you could die. Like I could literally like three hours from now I could die. And all of the hustle that I spent this last week trying to solve problems has like no eternal value, zero, right? But what does have eternal value is the love that, you've the love that we've showed, the good that we've done, the marriage mentoring that we've done this week. And I, I'm not like trying to like put a list of spiritual, like feel good. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Not at the all. point it's is just is, where we have given our yeses to God. Absolutely. When, when we've been like, our plate's too full and God gives us a you can do this in my strength. And those are, yeah. those are the yeses. Those are. Yeah. Like... And, and I've had like several conversations with some of um, my employees and team members where like, it just comes up and we get to talk about like, how do you hear God? Like, what does it mean to hear God's voice? Like yeah. that happened this last week and I love it. And so I'm like, I, I feel like it shifts things from a perspective standpoint where instead of like, instead of focusing on building to be successful, and then after I'm successful and I have all this money, then I can throw it all at all these problems. We accept the fact that like life is but a fleeting breath mm -hmm. and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it's actually in the Lord's hands because it says yeah. if he is willing, we will live life to its fullest and do this or that. So that this or that, like this thing that you're trying to build, like that's actually in the Lord's hands, especially when you're surrendering it to him. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And because we're choosing family and marriage over financial success, like even more so you get to this point of surrender. And so like when we're trying to like approach the idea of being anxious about business and what that looks like, at some point you have to take it from your own hands. Like, yes, you have to work hard. No, you're not going to be successful in business if you just wait around for things to happen. Obviously okay. you have to work hard, but like yeah, at some point on a daily basis, you take it from your hands and you put it in his and you say, tomorrow yeah. is up to you. Yeah. So that mindset of like, wondering and posturing about tomorrow, what it'll look like, all these problems that are left unsolved or unresolved or these glaring issues that are there. At some point at the end of the day, you have to be willing to surrender and say, okay, God, like this is in your hands. What happens tomorrow is up to you. And now I'm going to go. And the next part, I'm going to go and do the right thing today. So if you have the opportunity to do whatever that right thing is that right. day. And then it comes to discerning, okay, what is the right thing? And that comes out of cultivating, you know, relationship with God and mm -hmm. hearing from God or or even just knowing what the right thing is hearing from God through God's word it would always mm -hmm. line up with what the Bible says so I think like it's important to to note too that like it's not like a one and done thing especially like if you're in the business world I feel like it's like this constant battle like you know we we try to push a little bit further and then there's like stress on the other side of these big goals that we want to meet and the anxiety is still something that can come and challenge us because I feel like it's like an active spiritual battle too. Like yeah. mammon, this idea of the love of money is always warring for our hearts just as much as God is pursuing and wants our hearts too. So it's not something that you just like figure out and move on from. You have to leverage these tools. So one of them is mindset for me. Um, right. Another one, go ahead. I'm just gonna insert in there because like a, a mindset helps with all of that. It's kind of the foundation mm -hmm. to to the anchor points that we have of how we manage that anxiety, how you manage that anxiety, because you're in in the day in and day out more than me. But but I I would also say meditating on scripture. Yeah. So like these scriptures that yeah. we're talking about and we'll continue talking about, it, it's those become your anchor points because then it's not just, oh, I have this mind shift so or mindset. So then the anxiety goes away and even sometimes it, it, it's what you said it, it it's a spiritual battle and um these are these are our tools these are our weapons of how we fight that battle but the scripture that always comes to mind and that and recently i've been meditating on and just thinking you know throughout the day anytime the anxiety comes up i speak this truth from the bible to it which is first peter 5 7 that's cast your cares on the lord for he cares for you, which also in other translations say, give him all your anxieties because he cares about you. Yeah. And then that, which is also similar to Psalm 55, 22, which in the Passion Translation says, leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord and measureless grace will strengthen you. So it's like in that anxiety swirl, finding your strength from the Lord by Sometimes I even just actively picture like holding my hands out and just giving it to the Heavenly Father. Like, mm. leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord and measureless grace will strengthen you, uh, which just tied into your scripture of like you, you give it to the Lord. Yeah. You give it to God and then you have to trust him with it. Yeah.
Okay, so some context. The reason why we're talking about this now is because several months ago, we acquired a company. It was a marketing agency. And that's one of the things we do. We look for uh, people that are looking to retire and move on from their company. Um, you know, we're not like the venture capitalist that's going to make someone rich, but um, we can help find a good transition for someone that uh, wants to move on to whatever's next in their life. Um, and then we invest into those companies and stabilize them and bring our right. influence in. Right. And anyways, so, so we love it. It's, it's wonderful, but it's also really challenging. Um, so we made an acquisition uh, several months ago. And what we didn't know was that some of the team that was existing built a competing agency and we didn't know about it. And they were sabotaging. I'll try to go fast because there's a lot here. Long story short. I know. It's, it's been, it's been an interesting sabotage. season. <laughs> so they like, they sabotaged like our website. So the leads, the people that were coming into our website that we were paying for, um, they, it was, there was code on our website. So that way they were redirected to like porn sites. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know. It was horrible. So yeah. like one day, like our, our president um, sent me a text. He's like, Tim, you need to check out our website. I went into this air, this link and something's happening. So I went and checked it out and I saw what he saw. I was like, oh my gosh, we have to fix this. Absolutely not. So, so I like told Jess right away. So she starts praying. I just started praying. And he, he like. <laughs> I will shut that down with my prayer. <laughs> he was totally hearing from God too, because he like woke up in the middle of the night and was like, I just, I need to check this. I need to check our funnel. And, um, and then he found the code, found out who put the code there, which was one of those previous team members and took it out, recovered it. And so we had been spending months with this, uh, brand new company that was profitable. And right after we purchased it, it became not profitable it's tanking. <laughs> and, and I'm like spending all kinds of hours working, trying to figure this out. And the team that I'm trying to have solved this problem with is the one that is behind sabotaging us. So like, man, it was a challenge. And we, we got to the point where we, we figured a lot of it out and we, we made some changes and tried to move forward. And like, now we're finally on the other side where like the company stabilized, it's making a little bit of profit again. And like, there's still some work to go, but like, I mean, I'm talking about like a nine month period where it's like, I mean, I needed the Lord to sustain me with like words and dreams and and, and like super stressed. And I'm like, well, shoot, what happens when I've got to make this next payment and the cash flow is not there. So yeah. we're going to have to pull from our savings, which was set aside for other like future acquisitions. So it's like, it's, it's, it was, it was a lot. And it was like worst case scenario, like the absolute worst case scenario that you can imagine of, of, of buying a new business, like of an acquisition. So at some point, a couple months in, while I'm trying to like solve these problems, really, you know burning the candle on both ends to try to figure out how to how to move forward and recover i think maybe you said it or you did it. like were you the one that was like reading scripture like yeah, yeah i think <laughs> so she's she's like she's like interceding which is like awesome find like, a spouse find be, a partner <laughs> that will intercede because it's a big deal um and she's like reading the bible before and after and at some point i'm just like oh i'm just I... bookending my day with scripture yeah wake up first thing i'm gonna read scripture yeah. end my day even if i'm already put my head on my pillow and gonna go to sleep and i've got my husband next to me really anxious grab that bible i just like lay it on my yeah. nightstand end my day even if i was already about to fall asleep and just read one scripture and yeah meditate so on that 
during this time, I'm like tossing and turning. I'm not getting any sleep. It was really rough. And I decided, I'm like, no, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to start my day with the Bible and I'm going to end my day with the Bible. And I started doing that where I would wake up in the morning before my early morning calls with European team or European clients. Mm -hmm. And uh, then by the end of the day, when I've like gone through my all, because all the other stuff in life was still going. I wasn't planning on spending this much time on this, on this agency. I was planning on putting leadership in place, empowering them, and then moving on to the next one. Making our mission statements and the things that what we're about and then. But little did I know, it's like, oh, Tim, no, you're going to have another job for a little while. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. so, so that being said, like I started sandwiching my day with the Bible. And I would say that is like a massive tool, like just giving the Lord opportunity to speak above all the noise and the stress. And yeah. the Bible is a wonderful place for that to happen where you can get a scripture and it's just highlighted and it's like answers whatever pain your soul is working on at that time, you know? Um, and so we start, I started reading before and after. And one of the verses that God led me to was this, which is in Psalm 8. So it's Psalm 8 two, and it says, you have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. Strength rises up with the chorus of singing children. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. And so this was like a bomb for me because I'm like, man, I, I feel like I'm being heavily opposed. Like, you know, like not everything's a spiritual attack, but like what we went through, like there's more to the was. story. Yeah, there's th there's more there. Too. So like the stress and anxiety is a shaky foundation where it's like the accuser when the enemy is like, oh, like you're not going to make it. Let, let's think about all your fears. His let's... voice comes in with accusation mm -hmm. and with attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like you have all your worst fears of like, well, what if this happens? What yeah. if I get to X months down the road and the worst case scenario here happens? How am I going to resolve that? Right. So Which there's sometimes you need there's wisdom in knowing how to address, like thinking ahead to address things. Mm -hmm. But the worst case scenario, if it's feeding that anxiety, it's just it's the devil speaking to you. <laughs> the enemy, <laughs> your enemy is the devil um, speaking to you and stirring that up and feeding that anxiety feeding the spirit of anxiety. Yeah. So here there's like, it's a childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. And so I, during this season, we felt very opposed. We felt like everything was stacking up against us. And there were all of these angles, both financial and team and client, like there's just so much there. And it was so challenging. And like, I'm almost like, I didn't know what to do about, it. I didn't know what to like, I didn't know what to hand, how to handle it. Like it was just so much. Right. And I'm like, I could work, but anyways, um, so this verse that came from the sand, like sandwiching my day, right? Like I opened up my Bible and I felt like the Lord led me to Psalm eight too. And I read it and it was like, so reassuring to me because it's like, to me, this means that I don't have to like think through my problems because it says childlike worship. And so, so like, I thought about that. I'm like, what is childlike worship that will silence the madness, madness of, of those, those who, who oppose you? Um, and strength rises up with the chorus of singing children. So it's like totally opposite of what the world will say. It's like, go work harder, like just push through. And I'm, and this says like, no, you need to be like a child. And a child is like naive and doesn't have the answers, probably doesn't understand the impact of the world and the reality of the world. But like, 
that child that doesn't understand the reality of the world is worshiping the Lord in that innocence and in that naivety and just says, like, you are good. Like, you've got the whole world in your hands. Like, like you are God. And it, so it's like this. Um, I'm going to worship you despite the madness of those who oppose me. And in fact, I'm not, in, I'm not even going to engage like with the anxiousness or the logic that like that they want to pull me into that the the enemy wants to pull me into and instead i'm just simply going to worship the lord with a childlike heart which kind of means like like i don't know kids don't have like business worries like they just want to go outside and play and like like innocent innocently worship play the in lord a healthy home they're provided for they're, they're provided for they're cov they, they have a covering know that it's going to be provided totally so back in james it's like it's in god's hands what's going to happen tomorrow it's not gonna it's not in my hands so again the enemy is like oh let me put this all in your hands and let me challenge you with all i'm going to oppose you and then like here in psalm 8 it's like no you just need to worship me and that has the power to shut Satan's mouth. That's a big deal. Like that, when I read that scripture, it was a, like a bomb to me a few yeah. years ago too. Yeah. Like has the power to shut Satan's mouth. And when you're dealing with anxiety where those biggest fears, all mm -hmm. the what ifs, what if this, what if that, if the, it's like the, what I was saying, like those lies from the enemy. And it says this has the power to shut Satan's mouth, to just, yeah, it's like my intelligence is working against me and partnering with the anxiousness because mm -hmm. I can imagine, like, and I could, I can, I can posture and like, okay, what about this? What about this? And I can just get trapped. But like that positioning of having childlike worship. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's one of the next tools, right? As like childlike worship. So like turning on worship and like the God, you are good songs, despite what's happening and then engage in that worship. And that's a way to like shut Satan's mouth. So that's just like another tool that recently has really helped me to pursue what has been kind of a long term, longer than I expected, where, gosh, I don't know, nine months into this, this uh, company and, and I'm still in it day in, day out. Like it's still a lot of work, but the Lord is sustaining me through his word, through worship, through that perspective of it's actually in his hands. Like I will yeah. co-labor with yeah. him, but what's going to happen tomorrow is in his hands. Because at the end of the day, I'm still going to choose to just stop and go to the soccer game, go to my son's soccer game. So those are some of the tools. And I know we have like some, we've been kind of maybe going a little bit longer on this one. But like, I know we have some other tools that are kind of basics that are really helpful too. Uh, right. Like I was saying at the beginning, like if you, we aren't really going to spend a lot of time on that or any time really, because yeah. there's so much there's a wealth of eating healthy, exercising, yeah. watching your sleep wake cycle, staying yeah. connected with your spouse. Healthy boundaries. So one yeah. thing so I would say is there. knowing your knowing your red flags, like mm -hmm. knowing your telltale signs of, oh, I'm I'm in avoidance. I'm mm -hmm. trying to distract myself. So whatever those things are that you do to distract yourself. And then that baseline anxiety is actually still there. Yeah. So you're doing something to get distracted, but it's not even actually dealing with it to notice those signs of like, oh, this is what I do when I'm really anxious and I'm just trying to be distracted. And then to find, you know, your anchors or to ask your spouse to pray for you and pray with you. I know that that's been a big thing for us too. Like yeah. at, at night, if you're trying to sleep and you just can't and you yeah. just say, can you just pray for me? 
Um, and it helps. So I'm, I'll grab her hand. I'm yeah, gonna put her on. Like, I'll say, I need you to pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> and likewise, if I'm dealing with it. But and then another one. I, I when like COVID shut everything down, and then you were also a director at a hospital, and just a lot of stress stuff on you. That was a season where you started running. And I mean, you anchored yourself in all of these mm -hmm. things. We had worship music going on. We were very like intentional with prayer and worship and just keeping mm -hmm. God's view through all of that. But but then sometimes you still have to do something. And so you I remember you started running during that time and yeah, you hadn't really practical. been a runner. Like helping and get the adrenaline. So it was out. just like there's a the lot of Yeah, to get to release yeah. that adrenaline. So you have extra like extra adrenaline and stuff going on in your body that you know being able to release that um so there's a lot of other things that you can do I, but i think okay so i'm a little bit excited because i feel like um kind of like getting towards wrapping this up yes <laughs> um i i think that like we don't we don't have all the answers no, obviously it's still something that we encounter and that we and like, we're still talking about and going to like okay what what's our anchor this week yeah, and yeah because it's a constant battle because still... in business, like you're square in the middle of a battlefield where money or the love of money is warring against like the love of God. And, and I think there are Christians yeah. like me and Jessica and maybe you that are called to that as a mission field. Yeah. Um, and so like it, you have to constantly stay um, connected to the source and weed the garden, like however, whatever analogy yeah. you want to use. But um, the reason why I said I'm excited be is because I feel like um, our scriptures, like these verses, I don't think they're actually, maybe you'll get some like connection with them, but I don't know that they're going to be your verses. I, yeah. think, I think the Lord has verses for you specifically that speak mm -hmm. to your season that will be your, like your sustenance and will answer like those problems that you're struggling with and will give you perspective. And the only way to find them is to go look for them. Yes. And I just want to encourage you that like the, that God is capable of guiding you to the scripture that he wants you to read. Yes. And it's going to be in his timing. Yes. Um, so just trust him that he's going to speak to you through his word because he does. Like mm -hmm. it's alive. It still applies to us today. And that like he has something to say about the situation you're in, the thing that you're dwelling on, the anxiety that you're mm -hmm. facing. Um, and it's going to be perfect and it's going to be just for you. Yes. So just with that, I would say there's a scripture in, I think, Matthew that says, he who is of God hears God's word. Like you hear the Lord. Um, so we just want to bless you guys with mm -hmm. that, that confidence that if you're of the Lord, you can hear from the Lord. And to just start looking for that. Look, Start looking with the expectation that God wants to talk to you, that you can hear from the Lord. Look, start diving into God's word, the Bible, and um a good place to start if you're like I don't even know where to start if you're saying to to find those anchor scriptures I mean it could be anywhere but um for me when I was younger it was just reading through the psalms until I found my voice because the psalms are prayers of mostly David and there's a lot of 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 even emotion in the psalms um and it could be anywhere. It could be wisdom. For me, it was Proverbs. Proverbs. <laughs> it could be wisdom in Proverbs that you just, oh, that, and that's an anchor point. But uh, just crack it open expecting yeah. that God will actually talk to you and give you those scriptures that become your history with the Lord that are anchor points in, in your story with him. So let's pray. Unless you have more to say.
You have something else to say? No. Okay. All right. Father God, thank you for those who are listening to this podcast. Thank you for the people who you have called into the business marketplace. Um, and I just pray that, that anyone listening to this podcast today would would be blessed with a scripture from you, with, with word and encouragement from you, God, that you would just pop open their ears, that they could hear your voice. If they've never in, encountered you, never encountered hearing from you, God, would you just open their ears to hear your voice like a kid who knows their father's voice would suddenly recognize your voice um, today, God. Yeah, God, and we just ask that you will help break through um, the anxiousness, the noise um, with clarity, that you will send your Holy Spirit to us, those of us that are um, ready and like wanting to listen so we can um, see what those verses are and hear from you, God, that you can speak louder than all the noise that's out in the world for the Mm -hmm. people that are willing to hear it. Um, So God, we just ask that you will bless all the people that are listening and us with more peace Mm -hmm. Um, over that anxiousness and that your um, your love will just cover over all of it. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Conversations with Tim and Jess. If you liked what you heard, uh, give us a thumbs up or a like on the podcast. For those of you who would like to watch it, you can catch our channel on YouTube under Conversations with Tim and Jess. And you can also send us DMs on our social media. Thank you.